It's been quite the night at the sold-out All-State Arena in Chicago. Electric, to say the least. What's up, ladies and gentlemen out there at internet land, and welcome to an emergency episode of The Straight Shooters, episode 377 of The Straight Shooters. My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick O'Connor, Fox, PHL, The Gambler, and Philly Influencer. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about on this emergency podcast. We have a lot to talk about. As you heard in our intro. That was CM Punk's music. By God, it was CM Punk's music in Chicago at Survivor Series. They actually did it. CM Punk has returned to WWE after nine years almost away. Wait, he left in twenty so almost ten years. Yeah, so yeah, I take that back. Almost ten years away from WWE, he is back after three months. Only three months after being unceremoniously and shamefully fired, well, hit, you know, disgracefully fired by AEW, he was fired in in a, in a blaze of in a hail of fire, fighting everybody backstage at All In. He gets fired, and now he's with WWE again after almost ten years away. There's so so much to unpack, Nick. I need an instant reaction from you. We're going to break it down. We're going to break it down for one. We're going to break it down from instant reactions to what it means for WWE, to what it means for AEW, what it means for wrestling in general. But I need 
instant reaction from for one, I mean, it's a good show, a Survivor Series, right? Mm-hmm. But you hear that music, instant reaction from you. No effing way. <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong um, in my uh, analysis of the whole situation dating back to 2014, where, you know, what was it, Thanksgiving? Uh, he quit, you know, right after the Royal Rumble. Fast forward to Thanksgiving that year. Drops the podcast with Colt Cabana. We kind of get a behind the scenes, uh, finally a behind the scenes kind of information uh, coming from his side on what exactly transpired. Uh, not thinking that we would, uh, based on that alone, and the stemming, like you know, like the lawsuits that came out of that with Dr. Rahman, uh, you know, the the fallout with his friend Colt Cabana, and then just going to AEW and continuously poking you know, fun at WWE. Um, I just didn't ever expect to see him back. This was one of those situations where I was like, yeah, never say never, but I'm going to say never. <laughs> and and that, that's, that'll teach me a lesson to uh, definitely not, because I think in this modern era, that was about as close as you can come to, you know, Bruno San Martino coming back for, you know, the WWE Hall of Fame that uh, coincidentally enough, apparently Triple H, you know, helped, you know, he was the catalyst for, for that. Um, you know, Hulk Hogan left in, in 93 WWF, uh, returned in 2002. So that was about nine. That was just about nine years that he was gone. Um, it just didn't feel the same as, uh, you know, even Bret Hart coming back. That was, uh, what? Seven years later. Um, from oh, that was like 97 to, to 2010. To the, so you're talking like 13 years. Oh, well, it was 2010. I keep yeah. thinking it was 2005. Well, he something. did. He did go into the I, Hall of Fame in 06. I mean, like, yeah. So for I some think reason, 06, he went to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, 2010. Why am I, I in my head? I was saying 2005. So mm-hmm. that was completely wrong on my part. But um, yeah, I mean, even that I was like, OK, like money talks, uh, whatever. <laughs> that was kind of the, maybe the most shocking to this point based on what happened with, with Owen and stuff and, and his family and just think, oh, yeah, there's, you know, I don't think anyone in that family would ever want to do business with Vince McMahon again. But lo and behold, Brett returns. Um, this is like, I guess, the modern error. I'm, I'm, you know, we've been doing this podcast for eight years, you know, just CM Punk's never been in WWE since we've been doing this podcast, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, and uh, he wasn't even in wrestling until 2021 you know so that that was you know something and i we all felt okay sam punk and aw is a good fit um there's no way he could you know make it work in wwe at this point uh i i don't want to say that sale had everything to do with it but it probably had something to do with it because uh, vince isn't the one calling the shots anymore uh so i i think that it definitely had to play a part. And, yeah, I don't. I don't see CM Punk going back to a Vince McMahon-led company. Right, right. <laughs> but when he's not there, yeah, it makes a little <laughs> bit. It's a, it's a big difference maker. Yes, it, it is. And you know whether whatever he said, you know, anti WWE from the you know the time he left until now, um, could easily you know put that into a story and and wrestle a wrestling story at this point because at the end of the day. It's always about money in the wrestling business. And I think we're going to see at least try at least see WWE try to do what AEW could not. And uh, yeah, so my instant reaction was just like, no effing way. I, I'm like, 
I still couldn't like I had a hard time going to sleep if only because we we knew we were going to do this podcast uh, emergency pod this morning um, trying to and, and I was like glued to you know Twitter reading all the backstage reports and we'll get into that um, but it was just like a, like a really holy crap moment for me in that I not only could not have been more wrong but uh, I definitely will never say never again. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was of that opinion. It was like, never say never. And you brought up Bret Hart, and I was like, if Bret Hart can go back to WWE after his brother died in a WWE ring tragically, and due to the negligence of the company, if he could go back and give back in the good graces, so to speak, CM Punk can go back. I mean, he had a he had issues, and he voiced them clear loudly, but it wasn't like... To me, the Bret Hart is the most shocking one because again, he lost his brother due to their negligence. That would have it would have been well within his right to never want to deal with WWE again due to what happened to Owen. He went back. CM Punk was good. It was probably it wasn't like it was impossible. However, I didn't think it was super likely, given who we're dealing with. If he could stay away from wrestling altogether for almost a decade, he could stay away from WWE for a little bit longer, you know, and just take it easy in Chicago for a little bit. But he's back. He is back. And my instant reaction was like you, you know, holy crap. And they actually pulled it off in his hometown at Survivor Series. All the hints and, and the different, uh, everybody's connecting dots on social media for days leading in. And me, me being like, oh, you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, again, happy to be wrong. In this instance, yeah, yeah, because um, you know, and I don't want to cut you off, but like it's the pop that that does it for me in, in so many ways in wrestling. And Triple H said it in his presser: "The lightning in a bottle." When are you are you really going to have that moment again? Uh, pro like yeah, sure. When you ever you go back to Chicago, but you know when when the iron's hot. You know he just got fired what two three months ago. Yeah. Uh, just when is a better time to have that reaction? Um, yeah, it's, to me, it was like kind of silly Survivor Series, whatever, but it's also Chicago. But yeah, I got to do that, it then. I kind of put it on the back burner because I'm like, he, he's not going to return at Survivor Series. But again, <laughs> Sting debuted at Survivor Series. So I, I really minimized the uh, whole Survivor Series aspect, thinking that there's no way that he would, you know come back in a freaking survivor series i even posted that on twitter and uh it was, it was yeah. in chicago though so it's always yeah, that was the opportunity the rumble would have been cool don't get me wrong if you heard that music at the rumble yeah. at number like 30 that would have been incredible but you're doing a chicago like obviously and you could build to the rumble yeah yeah and you know it's i just didn't expect uh to me that's like the biggest return you could have right like there's really no one else out there outside of the thing. rock showing up to face Roman Reigns. That's yeah, it. But then we just saw him show up, you know, in a surprise yeah. capacity on a SmackDown. So like that pop is kind of like, it's not going to be like a, a worse pop, you know, if he, he does come <laughs> back, but like we kind of had that recently, you know, what was it? September, you're, right? You're right. Or October. So to me, like, but it wasn't Roman Reigns in the rock. Right. And that's going to be like a big deal if it does happen. But like, right. this was the big deal. That's yeah. that I just never thought that we would hear it first of all, and obviously see it. 
and just the way they went about the end of the event, showing the credits. And I was, I'm always paying attention to that because the what, what Triple H did in NXT, you know, there were plenty mm-hmm. of times where there were false, you know, uh, endings. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens' debut was one of them where he was congratulating Sami Zayn and then he attacked him, you know, right after the credits roll. So, um, you always pay attention to that stuff. I just, it's been forever since they kind of did something with that. And I just legitimately shocked, uh, the music hit. And, uh, I, but I also thought it was like a weird way for it to happen, you know, right after a war games match when people are just kind of standing around too. Um, well, that didn't seem to matter because it does not matter right now. And, and a lot of people say, Oh, he took the spotlight away. It's like, well, like, I don't know. Like, is that a thing anymore in, in wrestling? You know, like it. With All the of them have a chance to make money with him, right? Like, we can talk about it right now. We've seen the video surface online of the wrestlers' reaction. I guess we can talk about what this means for WWE right now as well. Um, obviously, they land, you know, a star, a, a big star in pro wrestling. I mean, at least in the world of pro wrestling, where Tony Khan said that he was the biggest financial difference maker in AEW. So if he was a big draw for AEW, I'd imagine he could be a big draw for WWE. They dropped so the he, shirt like 10 minutes later. As they, they should. The <laughs> but, you know, he's a proven draw, not just in WWE's system, in WWE's machine. He's a proven draw elsewhere. So they land a guy who can sell merch, who can sell tickets. They already got guys who sell merch and sell tickets too. Let's forget Roman Reigns wasn't even there <laughs> last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, the, you know, the, Sami Zayn, they're selling tickets. Every time I turn around, you hear about WWE breaking in a gate record or breaking an attendance record. Financially, they are in a boom period. All right? And then they land a the guy who was helping the other company sell tickets and sell merch. <laughs> kind of not fair. At this During point. WrestleMania season, by the way. Right, right before the Rumble. Kind of unfair at this point, <laughs> honestly, um, because it's not like and again, a lot of these people are through WWE system. Unless you count. I mean, you can say Cody Rhodes is an AEW creation or outside of WWE creation. The American Nightmare did not start in WWE, but Seth Rollins came up through WWE system. Roman Reigns came up through WWE system. And Seth Rollins is on the Indies and in Ring of Honor, obviously, but he went to the Performance Center. He's been in WWE for over a decade now. You got people like Jay Uso. It's been he's a WWE creation, right? Very much so. The Judgment Day, Finn Balor, and I don't know Damian Priest. Those guys wrestled outside of WWE, but they all went through the Performance Center. They are the names they carry now. They have built in WWE. Like Damian Priest is a much bigger star than he's ever been, right? <laughs> like he wasn't this big of a star outside of WWE. He's Same a for Finn Balor. Point of Monday Night Raw, which is like. You know, right. you tell me five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, no, but exactly. Yes. Uh, Sami Zayn, he wore a mask outside of WWE. So he's a WWE creation. Right? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's all pretty much homegrowns. Pretty much. Obviously, these guys obviously wrestle on the independence. They wrestle in the Ring of Honor, but they also went through the Performance Center. Randy Orton, it's WWE through and through. Never worked anywhere else. He's been WWE guy from day one, right? Which we got that pop too, which was like right. I, he I returned. Know, I don't know why they they did the whole angle with like, is he gonna be here? <laughs> it was kind of like weird, but I, I, I kind of feel like, and this is 
booking into the future a little bit. I think Orton's turning heel. It's going to turn on, turn on Cody, and that gives Cody something to do yeah. until he potentially gets a title rematch against Roman Reigns. I can see that. That's my. That's what I would do with Randy Orton. Babyface Randy Orton always works, but so does heel Randy Orton, <laughs> right? And a he looked Jack, great too. He looked Jack heel Randy Orton, <laughs> right? So you you, you run the, run that legacy storyline back a little bit, which wasn't like a great story, but it, you know it's something you can touch on and have some good matches. It gives Cody something to do. But back to uh, WWE and CM Punk, what it means? They got some stars. They got a lot of people right now who can who can move merch, who can move, sell tickets. But is is something stuff all just seems to follow CM Punk, <laughs> right? Drama just seems to follow him. Mm-hmm. And you see these videos from last night with those people, including Drew McIntyre, who we'll talk about in a second, who's also came up through WWE system before he got fired and went back. Um, Seth Rollins, in particular, real upset that CM Punk showed up last night where Michael Cole is holding him back. You don't usually see an announcer holding a guy back. And obviously there have been interviews in the past where Seth Rollins has expressed his uh, lack of uh, good feelings for CM Punk. He does not like the guy. Lack of liking. <laughs> right, his lack of liking the guy. Okay? Doesn't care for him all that much. And then his on site, apparently, because he sees him, throws up the double bird, and has to be held back by Michael Cole. Now, <laughs> is this a work? Is this a shoot? I don't know. Regardless, if they get them into the ring, it's going to make money. And you can draw off of those these real life comments that Seth Rollins has made. Even if last night was a work and Seth Rollins just went off just to make some money in the future, they get them in the ring together. It's going to be money. That's a good thing. Use hey AEW. You see this? <laughs> I, I think it's all by design because they're gonna do what AEW did not, and they're gonna try and prove that they can do these things. Do business. The way AEW could not seemingly do it. Oh, CM Punk and Kenny Omega got a little bit of a beef backstage. Oh, y'all just so happen to be the two biggest stars in the company. Two, two of the best wrestlers we got. How about it? How about that? Let's make some money, fellas. Nope. Never got that. But we might get Seth Rollins and CM Punk soon, it looks like. Maybe. We don't know for sure. But CM Punk is scheduled to be on Raw, right? That's is that isn't that the word on the street? Yeah, Nashville uh, tomorrow night, and uh, you know he's Ooh. scheduled to be there. I'm sure he'll have stuff Man. to say. You know who else is on Raw? Who's that? Seth Rollins. Oh, the World Heavyweight Champion. Man, it'd be wild if like they start Ooh. the show with CM Punk, he starts to talk, and all of a sudden Seth Rollins cuts him off, or even the other way around. Ooh. And they just have they just have a promo, make some money together. <laughs> like that'd be wild, right? And the the beauty of it to me is, um, and you know, like I've kind of been like, I'm all about the moment. So I, I love the moment that it creates for the for the fans of you know the pop and whatever. So, but I, I don't need to see CM Punk near the world title. Um, mm. Roman, um, Seth, I, I get it because it's kind of like a built in feud. If right. you want to use their real life uh, comments, so I, I understand that. But like, he doesn't need to be champion. So I don't. And, and, yes, and it's also like to me, Gunther, I feel like Gunther should be the next world champ based off of what he's done. But mm-hmm. you get CM Punk, man, things change all of a sudden. Yeah, and probably you know, 
debating, like depending how they go about this, I don't think it takes away, uh, you know, the, you know, C- Cody's music was the one that was cut off from, you know, and then CM Punk's music played. So people might say, oh, this is going to cut Cody off at the knees. And I just don't see that. I don't see WWE just abandoning ship with uh, someone like Cody just because they have CM Punk. Because to me, CM Punk's not the guy that's going to be Roman Reigns. He's not going to have his own story to finish, you know, that type of thing. So I don't see that as being like a detriment to Cody. But I know that's going to be out there. They're, you know, they're both on Raw as of right now. Um, Cody, hey, he showed up to SmackDown a couple weeks ago and got thrown out. So there's going to be stuff happening with Cody and the Bloodline, you know, in the future. I definitely see that happening. Um, so this is just another like kind of step uh, in the direction for for Cody, where and you said you mentioned it, like Randy Orton could turn heel and and uh, they could have a program before WrestleMania, or maybe Orton would be the first program if Cody wins the title at WrestleMania mm. afterwards. So, uh, you know, th- there are certain things that, you know, people are like, oh, this cuts Cody off the knees. And I'm, I'm not saying I've seen that, but I, I'm, you know, a- as a wrestling fan and knowing the wrestling fan base, that's absolutely uh, stuff that's going to be thrown out there at some point. Um, so I-, I don't think it messes with Cody's momentum at all. Um, I think you can, you know, have that CM Punk return in Chicago and like we Seth Rollins knew he was being recorded. He knew he was going to get plastered all over social media by doing all think, that right? His, histrionics, you know, to me, that's all it was. You that's know? a like, lot. of That's a that's man. If it's it, he is it, really he one, it can't be that one site, right? Like he, he, That's he, a he, lot. He, I've he, never he, seen somebody that I dislike so much that as soon as I saw them, they get the double bird. And I wanted to fight them immediately in front of thousands of people. <laughs> like, uh, that feels like yeah, a lot. This, that's a very visceral reaction yeah. to seeing someone to the point that Michael Cole has to hold you back. That feels like you said, that feels like it was being played up. Because like Absolutely. you like you said, he knows where he's at. See, Everybody's he around. Come, he didn't even come out of the ring when Punk entered. Like they were all still in the ring. They they were out of the ring when they went off the air. So that's and true. that's when that's when all that, that stuff happened. It's like, what was he doing it inside the ring after Punk came out? Like there's <laughs> I mean, we don't have visual evidence of that. We just have it for when he's outside of the ring. Oh, conveniently after the show went off the air. So right. you know, that's that's that, a good that's a good setup for an angle, man. It is. And if you and ask me. And you you get the people that need to know, know, and that's why you have reports coming out. I know Sean Ross Sapp had said uh, there were people in the back where, you know, Seth had to be walked away by Triple H and Michael Cole, you know, from, you know, the backstage area away from Punk and some, you know, Punk looked confused and there were people that, you know, were just like, oh man. So, but that's part of it. Like you, you want... <sighs> That that's the you know delicacy of, of wrestling too you know like the people that are part of the company obviously want to know, but then at the same time you don't want to uh, you know have anything leak if you have if you have a certain thing planned, which is you know why not everybody knew that Punk was going to come out last night. So you know like uh, I don't know like I understand wanting to know, but I also understand. Uh, wanting to believe want people to believe it's real because you can make money with real and wrestling always uh will you know punk versus rollins if that's you know what's happening it will it 
be like the biggest, you know, main event ever in, in WWE history? Probably not, but it's going to be damn. Uh, Look, it's going to be damn exciting. <laughs> exactly. And, and Seth is that we haven't really seen in how long? Like Punk and Cena, maybe? Like, I, I don't well, know. You know. I was going to say, Seth has done kind of the work shoot stuff before. Remember what stuff he did yeah. with Matt Riddle? When yeah. he called, he called yeah. him out his name on the air, <laughs> like said he couldn't see his kids <laughs> and his wife was divorcing him or something like that. Who, by the way, Matt Riddle, you see his tweet. He's like, you thought I was a headache, you know, like, and he's obviously oh insinuating, no, you brought back CM Punk. Okay. Okay. Chose him, him over me. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, but Seth has done this before. So it's not like he's uncomfortable in these situations. Uh, just happened. Like, was that last year? 2022, I think it was yeah. when that happened. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's um it's a wild time obviously but do you have cm punk so okay let me rewind a step cm punk seth rollins if that happens if it happens does cm punk beat seth rollins for the world title uh i mean there, to me probably no need to um that'd be wild to kind of beat seth, cm punk as soon as he comes back i would yeah, i would like, also to me Big part of this isn't really, I mean, like you said, the world title isn't even really important here. To me, you bring up the fact that CM Punk is a locker room cancer, <laughs> like, and bring that into the story. Right. Like, you can, have CM Punk, you can have Seth Rollins be the defender of the locker room on Raw. Do you think CM Punk's going to be against something like that? Be like, no, let's, like, he seems to make money. I, I know it's coming from his camp a, a lot. Um, and we're, we're, we always get two sides of the story, but like, if Punk's as you know old school as he seems with pro wrestling like listen i'd really dislike you let's go out there and make money with it and then we're all happy because we're getting <laughs> more money um you know obviously that goes in the merchandise you know placement you know main event placement that type of thing i think that all coincides with when, when we talk about money um ticket sales you know stuff like that um cm punk is one guy that doesn't need the title at, and I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't be like against him winning but it, but it's got a war rumble coming up, man. It, it, yeah. I can imagine CM Punk winning the war rumble now. Yeah. In Tampa and in the, in the Thunderdome. How about in the, that? In the Thunderdome. <laughs> um, yeah. But, and then WrestleMania is in Philly, man. So he, he, you know, stays healthy, you know, and, and as part of it, that's it's going to be a big, big WrestleMania. Big big part of it. That's a big part of it that people, you know, don't really talk about when it comes to CM Punk that much. Obviously, the backstage drama that he's involved in, that's important. But also, he's been banged up a lot over the last couple of years, and it's for extended periods of time, too. He's not getting any younger. He's a 45, I think. Something like that. So, he's not getting any younger. Can he stay healthy? And WWE has a a little bit of a heavier work schedule than or a lot heavier of a work schedule than AEW does. They work once a week, twice a week, and, maybe. Yeah, and depending on what show you on, will he be more of a Roman schedule where maybe he'll show up, you know, more but more promos than matches type thing? I could see maybe, that yeah, that, you know? maybe he doesn't wrestle that much, right? But even when he does wrestle, is he going to stay healthy? No, he got. I think what he did he break his foot. In AEW, yeah, then, his foot, uh, Taurus Peck, right? Yeah, bicep, you know, like he, so uh, that's, that's big, a big uh, part of it. Injuries, yeah. Oh man, 
WrestleMania, I'm trying to like map this out now because it's like the Seth Rollins thing could happen right now. But do you push it to WrestleMania? Do you save it and get, give them something else to do? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could always have him come out, and we think Seth's gonna, you know, uh, come out and confront him. But it's somebody else, you know. Obviously, the Miz is right there, but um, you know, Miz is a babyface now, so I don't know how the you would Miz. navigate that. I forgot about the Miz stuff. They yeah. apparently buried that hatchet, though. That's true. I did. They, they, uh, they like got bygone. They came to they. they uh, but again, they squashed the beef, so to speak, in real life. But again. Not very many people watching on TV might know that. So That's true. But, but not many people watching on TV maybe even know there's heat between them, though, or there whatever was. So true. I don't know. I don't, you could do that. You could very much, very well do that. But as far as I knew, they squashed it anyway. But regardless, yeah. there's a lot of possibilities now. I don't, I don't know a, if you want, you know, one of his first feuds back to be with Miz, though. I, I, no disrespect I to Miz. I, I wouldn't want that neither. He, he does everything that they asked him to do. Um, but so does Dolph Ziggler, and you know it's like I don't want to see like I don't need them in a prominent spot like upper mid card to main event at, at this point, um, just based on what they're doing. Um, I'm sure it'll be entertaining regardless, um, and that's the thing that you know I, I was tired of you know the all always taking shots. You know when AEW promos they'd always take shots at you know WWE stuff like that. And I'm like try like build something on your own, you know, and try try that way. But, you know, that's the cheap kind of thing where you could take shots. And I just hope we don't get that, you know, with, with Punk here where he's like taking shots at AEW and Tony Khan. <laughs> There's no need to. Yeah, because he has enough, you know, ammo for one Triple H. But then like. But I also hey, feel God, like. Hey, cold day in hell. Triple H posted that photo with them, too. So I don't know you can if Punk can necessarily talk about his grievances um, from the past in the same company. But they might um, let him, bro. Because yeah, it's like, money. You got to think, like, CM Punk hasn't really had an unfiltered, outside of the all-out press conference that one time, <laughs> the brawl-out press conference. Outside of that, he hasn't really had an unfiltered, just like, I can say whatever I want type deal about that situation. Sure. So, especially since that was over a year ago, and a lot has happened since then, I, more brawls have ensued since then. Yeah, yeah. And I could, I could look. And there are it, people on his unlikely. Side. It's another situation where I feel like it's unlikely, but don't rule it out. Where WWE could be, could be at their most petty, and be like, "Here, Punk, here's the microphone. Yeah. Say what you want. Do another pipe bomb. Just have another pipe bomb. And say what you want." Trevor Dame on Twitter put it perfectly. Where uh, it feels like WWE is running up the score at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, know, that's they, kinda... They're making record revenues, and then they. Not only do they get Cody Rhodes uh, almost two years ago, and they got Jade Cargill, in, yeah, Jade. Which uh, you know, I, I feel like Triple H maybe took a little shot at AEW with uh, saying she wasn't ready to no fault of her own, uh, which is why she hasn't been on TV uh, recently. Um, I, I do think that uh, we could see something like that play out, but um, to me, it would be it would make more sense for him to kind of lament his. Uh, grievances of WWE and why he came back. Like, listen, I'm gonna write. Good. I'm gonna write what happened to me because uh, I can type of thing, you know. But you know, it's it will be interesting to see how it plays out with him to uh, me, because so many people in that audience are gonna know exactly like what happened. To uh, me, I start off Monday Night Raw mm -hmm. with CM Punk sitting in the ring, 
doing a promo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did and that. He, gets, down. he sat down in the he Iowa. Gets Twenty minutes to too. just say what he wants. Just have at it, and then I, I mean I don't know how you blend, blend that into anything else, but like he's to me, I take full advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. let him do it. Because you know it's going to be good. And you know people are going to be watching. People are going to be tuning in to see what CM Punk has to say. If he's sitting in that ring, that his music hits, he gets to the ring, sits down, and takes the microphone, and he starts spitting. It's going to do... It's going to go crazy on social media. Oh, yeah. The clips coming out of that is going to be epic. And it'll most likely be the highest rated uh, segment of Raw. <laughs> telling you. That's how I'm starting Raw. On Monday night. And letting him do whatever he say whatever he wants, but like good solid twenty, let him go. So you brought up a little bit AEW a little bit earlier. So let's talk about what this means for AEW. Because you mentioned that, you know, and, and you mentioned the tweet that WWE is running up the score. This is man, this is worst case scenario for AEW in my opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Not like- only do you lose this guy, who, and I have a column coming out soon it might be up right now but it, it'll be, be we will tweet that out by the way at shooters radio we gotta share your stuff we will we, 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 we'll do that we'll do that but uh wrestling junkie.usatoday.com where i pretty much say this is very much wwe's gain and AEW's massive l on this one because they had him it wasn't like he had a choice like oh do i go to the aw do i go to wwe hmm, i'll go to wwe no he was an aw he chose aw two years ago he chose to come back to pro wrestling after what would that have been seven years? He chose to come back to AEW. They paid him a bunch of money. They featured him, gave him the spotlight. And look, CM Punk is very much culpable in how that situation went down. Let's not absolve him from any responsibility. They gave him everything he wanted. They gave him his own show, and it still didn't work because he was kicking people out the show. Remember that? <laughs> He's telling executives to get out. And I said it then, and I'll still say it now. He shouldn't have been doing that. However, there was a lot he shouldn't have been doing today. There's a lot he shouldn't have been doing. That whole press conference next to Tony Khan was an embarrassment for everybody involved. However, he was still selling tickets and still moving merch, still generating ratings, still putting on good matches, too, when he was healthy. Mm -hmm. You have him there. Tony Khan and multiple press conferences just gushes over the guy. Sat next to him when he killed, <laughs> he verbally killed everybody in the locker room. He lets him uh, eviscerate his EVP. Right. You know, then like... brought him back and gave him his own show. Okay. Did everything he could. Obviously, the situation became untenable. I think that's mostly due to the, to the fact that AEW really didn't make that work. They couldn't police themselves, so they just, needed somebody to step in, and nobody did. Just did not work. They just could not make that work. Grown adults couldn't make this work. Mm. And now, not only did he is he gone, he's with the competition. Whew. Who did already him. like putting Who up numbers? <laughs> exactly. And they don't need him. That's that's yeah, a I, man. That's a tough thought, one. 
I thought the ship sailed, man. I was ready. You know, that's why I, part of me was like, oh, he's never coming back because they don't need him. There's, they don't need a spark. And there might have been that one time, you know, like a, a couple times through the years where him returning would have been uh, given WWE that spark, especially before the pandemic, because there was a, there was just in a brutal situation where the product was just terrible. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, coming back from the p- pandemic, they've had very rare misses uh, since then. So, um, you know, yeah, the bloodline thing kind of, you know, got cold a little bit the last, uh, since WrestleMania, but, um, you know, they're still telling stories within the bloodline. They're just not as, you know, gripping as, you know, the Sami Zayn one from a year ago, uh, became, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they were, you know, to, to me, it's kind of like biding time till WrestleMania season and then things are going to pick up and like they always do. They, even in their bad years, you know, they still have some entertaining things heading into, uh, WrestleMania that you do look forward to despite yeah, sometimes I, I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, you know I'm not saying super entertaining I'm just saying fairly entertaining uh, maybe that'll that'll be the good words to use um, but yeah like they were clearly not in need of a CM Punk and now it's like you know we thought AEW had too much star power but at this point you know WWE has they, I think they're able to I don't want to say handle it better, but they're in, uh, you know, they got five hours. Uh, I mean, so does AEW technically. Uh, AEW's got just as much TV time, damn near. Yeah. They, the problem we, is they don't. Rampage, they got five hours a week. The, sto- the stories that are being told in AEW aren't catching right now. It's just, it is, is outside of the Adam Page, Swerve Strickland stuff. What's right. really a hot story right now in the AEW? Even. They they've somehow managed to make the MJF story not that interesting yeah. anymore. Yeah, they they tried to keep it going, but uh, it's just not uh, hitting as well. Um, everyone oh. thought that devil thing would be you know uh, unveiled, and a lot of people thought it was CM Punk. Uh, that never <laughs> happened yet. It's like, oh, of course you got to like string it out a little bit longer. It's like, do you like? Do you really like? Uh. But uh, now we have what MJF and Samoa Joe at. Uh, you know the December pay per view um, on Long Island. So yeah, great. You know that's their that's main event. That's that's their main event storyline. Um, they're gonna have to make that the, mat- the match. gonna be a banger. The story. All their, mat- all their matches are bangers. It's yeah. the stories that lack. Um, that is just like okay, that was a great match. Um, and WWE does this too, you know, like they have really good matches that ultimately don't mean anything. And it's like, you have to get the, like this content a classic. Okay. Like it, in the end, it needs to mean something. So, uh, you know, a lot of WWE matches don't mean anything still, but, uh, you know, the, the crowd is a lot better. The action is a lot better. The characters are a lot better. So you, you get the reaction that, you know, you didn't get four years ago. Um, from somebody like uh, L.A. Knight just coming out of nowhere and gripping the audience. Didn't even mention L.A. Knight earlier. Right. We have him. They have him that just holds the audience in the palm of his hand, you know, like who, who, who not necessarily the character of L.A. Knight, necessarily, not necessarily homegrown. He was like that in right. Impact and N.W.A., right. right. but he was never this over, no. <laughs> like in, you know, one of those pr- pr- promotions. And then you have like Grayson Waller who's like coming up and, and he he's getting reactions and stuff like that. So WWE has very little people right now on TV that don't get reactions. So, you know, that 
even then you're like, okay, they don't need CM Punk. And now that they have CM Punk, you maybe you are able to, you know, I know AEW did this, but you kind of like put him with people that could use that reaction or something like that. And I, I don't really know if he needs to be put with anybody in WWE that needs a reaction at this point um, or in the future, you know, there's rumors that it's a multi-year deal. So, you know, it, we build to WrestleMania and then what, you know, what happens after that? So um, if he stays healthy, you know, what, what will different programs take him? Will he, will he have a feud with an LA night, you know, down the road? Will he have a feud with Roman Reigns down the road? If he's still champion like that, that'll be interesting to see too. Yeah. There's, there's different things that, WWE could do that AEW could not, um, not to any fault of AEW. It's just they were, you know, a company that had three hours of TV a week when he came in, you know, with Rampage and then uh, Dynamite. This is before Collision. So, um, you know, I, I think he did great things there and it, very entertaining, but it's just the locker room just seemed to, they just could not coexist oh my god there's a word you used again. a word you used to coexist word because uh, you know there are people on cm punk literally there were sides so he just yeah. had a you know tony was trying to maintain you know that each side and just be like poorly cool but like yeah it just it did not work and um i think tony i think this would only help tony in the future i think it would only actually help aw in the future i, I think it would help like they they might you know, they're suffering now a little bit, but, you know, I I don't think, you know, people are like, oh, the AW's dead, blah, blah, blah. No, that, they're not dead. Unfair. Like, that's... But they, this they doesn't just, help them that, whatsoever. No, there's like bad faith people where they're just like, oh, AW's done, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, they no. just, you know, they still have Brian Danielson. They still have a bunch of talent that uh, it's like you said, the story is if you could create the characters and make them compelling and put them in the main event, upper mid card, where um the stories are you, you know you, you need more than one good story you, you just do in, in wrestling and i grew up you, you know w watching wrestling once a week and stories there were some great stories like jake roberts you know the undertaker um ultimate warrior hulk hogan sergeant slaughter you know there were different stories every so many stories that were i mean yeah i was young but I mean, like that's what captivated me to continue watching. And at this point, like there's nothing in, in AEW with the exception of maybe two or three things that I enjoy on a weekly basis. Tony Storm. Uh and she's the, basically like a caricature. <laughs> like, yeah. I uh, like the Tony Storm stuff, but it's like she's also kind of a goofy yeah. character at the end yeah. of the day. She's a delusional <laughs> 1920s Hollywood star. Hangman she lives a life in black you know? and white. <laughs> bizarre stuff. But Hangman it works. It's, it's entertaining, but that's the best thing they got going in the women's division. Yeah, it should be the best you know, thing you got going. It's true. That's true. That, that should not that, be the best thing you got going. Yeah, it could be a good thing. It shouldn't be the best thing. Yeah. And this is like I said. I don't. This doesn't. I don't see how this helps AW in, in any sense. They lost their guy. It's with the competition. It, does, it definitely doesn't help them today. But I think I, it'll help. Uh, you know, in the future with. Tony is making certain decisions. That you think, maybe, uh, you think they learn lessons this. from this? I mean, like you can only hope, right? I hope. Because yeah, I guess you're like, okay, maybe, maybe he thinks he, 
he says he went over it with the board of directors, right? Whatever that means. He said he molded over and made a hard decision in firing CM Punk. But did he really? Did After that incident happened, did he say, okay, I'm not working with that guy anymore. Let me figure out a way that I can get rid of him while, you know, being okay legal-wise, you know? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, Regardless I'm, I'm of how that happened, though, it still happened. It's like, right? do but, they... But, what lessons do they take from that other than like we need to i hope they they take lessons from like you said but like i don't know if it matters how it happened it should be like how do we avoid this situation altogether that's what we take uh, yeah I mean, it. it's like how do we I mean. not get it to the point where i might have to make a decision to fire a guy because i don't feel safe i mean i, I feel room. like you know he obviously took steps to where like it wasn't just that one incident it was a bunch of them um maybe he he thinks twice about a certain decision he makes or a certain thing he says to somebody that, you know, could cause another step in the wrong direction for, for talent. Say like Brian Danielson, all of a sudden throws up his arms and wants to quit or whatever. It's like, man, you can't let Brian Danielson go. <laughs> you know, like he, he's one of John Moxley, you know, like you can't let guys like that go. Um, no matter what, uh, you know, they're the fabric of AEW at this point. Um, to me, CM Punk was the fabric of AEW, even though, uh, a lot of his promos to me were tiring because I wanted to, I didn't want the continued veiled insults at somewhere he used to work. I wanted him to pay attention to the here and now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, to, like, I, I just think as to, if you're Tony Khan, you just have to sit back and be like, what did I do to make this happen? Like that's what you got to think about yeah, it. You can't, I would hope don't point the some... fingers at everybody else because you're the guy in charge. Like you, you made the decision to get rid of CM Punk. If you didn't want that to happen and you didn't want him to show back up in WWE, what could you do differently? And I don't know if we're gonna get it. You know, in this era of modern wrestling, uh, if you will have a character like CM Punk, so like. Uh, Flammable, <laughs> you know, like a flammable character. A good way for, lack, for lack of a better word, volatile is probably the word. I was volatile, yeah, it's probably a better word. Um, <laughs> flammable. It's flammable. He's he easily flammable. just set on fire. <laughs> Keep him away from the matches. He, he's the one that sets other things on fire. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know, I think it could, it only helps Tony in the future. And I I don't think I guess uh, AW is on its deathbed. I don't think it's you know uh, going to curse the whole company you know in, in the future uh they still you know they're still the number two you know they're still right there they need to be the alternative though they they should not be wwe junior which I, I would say like they've just felt like wwe junior for a while now um so hopefully maybe this is the kick in the butt that tony's like maybe i'll stop the sports entertainment crap you know i don't they, know if that's gonna that's a, i think that's a big stretch for tony Con like i, I think Seeing this happen, I don't know if he's going to have that drastic of like, a, you know what? I need to change. I think it's more <laughs> like I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because we keep we doing it. It works for us and in the way it does. And good luck to him. But he's not our headache anymore. That they're probably thinking like sucks for WWE that he's there now because now they're going to have to deal with him. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I just don't see this being the aha moment for Tony Khan. Like, I, mean, I don't see I, how I mean, that happens. Tony probably does think that and like, okay, he's their headache now, but that's, I, I probably think like Tony still wants punk to be his headache in, in, in a way. <laughs> he should, he absolutely <laughs> should feel that way. 
He's yeah. absolutely should feel like I miss him. We yeah made a mistake in letting that situation fall apart the way it did. You take things away from the situation. I don't know if it's gonna take if it's gonna mean a change in content though. Because they've yeah. had multiple years to change how they book things, and they just don't. Well, yeah, they I, mean, I don't know about content, but like as a person and dealing with certain things, where I, I would hope, yeah, yeah, that's what I would th- assume he would take away from. It. It's like you know, how to handle a situation like that so, better. Yeah, than I mean, what happened? Triple H said in his presser, "I'm he's a different guy than he was ten years ago. I'm a different guy than he was ten years ago, or than I I was ten years ago." So. You know, that's part of it that Tony might take. And, you know, he's still new. This is his fourth year running a wrestling company, you know, like he is still relatively young. Um, it, yeah, it's a but... different landscape today, though, than it was, you know, 20 some years ago where uh, TV is not the only thing, you know, like, uh, well, I, I guess technically it is for AW, but you still got you got social media, you got other platforms that um, you can create content with. But uh, TV is, you know, your wrestling life fuel type, like still today. So uh, you don't have TV. You, what do you have? Uh, YouTube? Like, nah, that, that's not going <laughs> to, that's not tenable. Um, so uh, I do think that it, it'll ch- change maybe his uh, business decisions, uh, ways the pros and cons, no pun intended, uh, maybe more intricately than you know he did before because um i think we all uh, there were so many people that are like oh yeah after the punk news of you know getting in a fight with jack perry but threatening to walk out but oh yeah like aw just needs to get rid of this guy um and that's easy for us to say on the outside uh we're not running the business we're not uh you know we're not funding the wrestlers we're not um planning these events you know we're on the outside looking in so uh you know, was disciplining Jack Perry and only Jack Perry the way to go at that point? Like, well, do you like what do you do when when you're in that situation? And to I'm me, sure it was tough for Tony, but man, yeah, I don't take the individual situation that happened at all in and be like, what should have done from there? That what should have done been happened before? Yeah, it should have happened yeah. long before. Yeah. yeah, that that situation was too far gone probably by all in. Yeah, but when when the stuff first was going down in 2022. They should have had to sit down and talk like, yo, we need to fix this. Yeah. Then the press conference happens. All right, that's a big deal. Y'all fighting each other. Let's fix this. After that, okay, y'all had y'all blow up, but let's fix it. It didn't get fixed. Nobody sat down with the other. They never sat down in the room and just hashed it out and said, hey, let's move on and make money together. That should have happened in 2022, early 2023. So by the time All In came around, it was just, you knew it was a powder keg because every other week you heard about CM Punk taking shots at this person on the microphone, taking shots at that person on the microphone after the show or during the show, you know, or or in interviews and all this stuff, rumors backstage coming out, news coming out, oh, this person feel this way about Punk. He removed this person from the locker room, removed that person from collision. All that nonsense is going on and then All In happened. So it's like a culmination of things. It wasn't like this one situation happened and then he had to figure it out from there. That situation, the, the rails had gone off the rails long before that, <laughs> right? So if there's anything to take away from me, it's just like, don't let that situation ro- go off the rails again. Nip it in the bud early and make sure that everybody's on the same page when it comes to why we're here, which is to make money together. Because like we said earlier, if CM Punk, if WWE gets CM Punk and Seth Rollins in the ring together, 
and they can capitalize on the just a sneak, not even sneak. This is just the comments that Seth Rollins has made about CM Punk in the past and in interviews here and there. They've never even had like a real fight. <laughs> the, the the EVPs and CM Punk had a real fight. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels had a real fight, <laughs> and they got and they had a match. Now there was they had a screw job <laughs> at the end of that match, but they got they they made it. They got to the ring. Yeah. They at least got in the ring. And attempted to make money together, and you know what I'm saying. You know, you watch that match; like they protected each other too. They weren't just taking pot shots That's at each saying. other. So they could like, give somebody a black eye or something. They were working still with business. Each other. If they can get, it's just. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Is like how that never could have. They never capitalized on that because people were just too hurt about what happened. I understand. Yeah, like like it's it's it thing. You're allowed to be hurt. You're allowed to be hurt. You're allowed to express your feelings. And you're allowed to have them. And you're allowed to work your way through them. But at some point, we got to pick up and move on and make some money together. And I think that Seth Rollins and CM Punk, if that if this match would happen, would like you said, be proof of like we can do it. What AEW couldn't. And which would be crazy, like if that's their motivation, where it's like, you know what? Let's show you how We're to gonna, do this. Yeah, right. Like, wouldn't that be interesting? Be like, at the same time, would you want to show the company like that you're competing against uh, how they should have done something? Like, I don't know. Like, it's interesting to think about it if that's their motivation, or, um, or maybe that was Punk's idea. You know, maybe he's like, listen, I know Seth don't like me. Uh, I know what he said. You know, let's make money. And Seth, if you're game. Hey, I'm game. Let's go. Then they do it. It was more or less Omega and the Bucks just didn't want anything to do with Punk. They didn't even want to talk to him. Uh, they kind of moved past it. So at that it, point, it's almost like they never wanted him to be in AEW to begin right, with or something. Right. Even though I don't, I don't know. It, I can't. That's that's. But again, like if you're part, Punk and you're weird. hearing that from Omega and Bucks, you're like, I don't want nothing to do with you. Like, okay, like just leave it. And it seems like he just didn't leave it. But you can't just have nothing to do if you're, and I, and I know this is all like reported. So, right. right. But like, if, if that's the case, you can't be an EVP and just not have anything to do with Agreed. the top star. Agreed. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that, both that, sides. That was the big, yeah. Both think, sides. Yeah, even Cody mentioned like being an EVP was too much for him in AEW. Right. And he just did not want to do it anymore. Because it's a it's a responsibility. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. I heard that somewhere. I think you heard that. that <laughs> Uncle Ben said that to Peter Parker before he died. His dying words. Okay. <laughs> but it's a hundred percent true. But yeah, it just it just boggles my mind that AEW is not able to make this work. I don't care how big of a you know jackass CM Punk might be. Mm. Got to be able to make it work. And they, they didn't. They now WWE they were making the right decision too. You know, maybe a lot of talent was happy with it, but I'm I mean, sure there, cer were. there certainly was talent that wasn't. So, but, uh, and certainly talent that was like, dude, you, you, they know the business. Like, you could have made a lot more money than you think with with this story, and it's just like, apparently, was not but, worth it. To, I'm sure there were Eagles problem. players that were really happy when To was deactivated by the Eagles. Okay, however. And I put this in my column for USA Today. To when he was on the field, produced. He was the was best. One hundred and fifty some yards in the Super Bowl. He had one hundred twenty-two yards, nine catches, on a broken leg, in the Super Bowl. 
That season, he had 77 catches, 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. His first season with McNabb. Best receiver since the 80s and Mike Quick. So, and I, again, like I said earlier, yes, Eagles mean, fans, were they happy when T.O. left? <laughs> and some, yeah, maybe in the short term, yeah, because he was being a jerk. Yeah, but that was me. In and the long term, he went to Dallas. I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> he went to the he went to the competition. Yeah. Now, granted, they didn't do anything with him in Dallas. They, he didn't, they didn't win yeah. any Super Bowls. They didn't even got to the NFC Championship. All right. They did beat the Eagles in the playoffs, though. Was T.O. still there when that happened? He might not have been. Uh, he might I don't know. It was 09, so. I don't think he was. Okay. Either way, either way, you still, I'm sure Eagles fans would be like, it would have been nice to have T.O. for another couple seasons. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to still have him around. Even though, yeah, it might have, it, it probably, the situation was probably untenable, but it really shouldn't have gotten to that point because they're grown adults and they were making beautiful music on the field in 04. Right? So let's work it out, fellas. They didn't work it out. And T.O. is gone. And and Eagles fans to this day are wondering what could have been. Hmm. You don't just lose a guy like that and easily replace him for how, how productive he was. And according to Tony Khan, CM Punk was that productive. He was very productive. So I just, yeah. People might have been happy, and I'm sh- I know AEW fans, the diehards, are, are still taking that victory lap about yeah, get him out of here. He just, uh, whatever, he's a cancer. Man, look, we are grolts. We don't say we are grolts. <laughs> we are adults. We are grown adults. <laughs> you just made up a new word. Grown adults, grolts. I just yeah, just mush it together. But we are grown. Okay, locker room morale is important. But man, we gotta make money too. So come on now. I mean, two people had to grow for that picture that Triple H posted last night to have look happened. Really, all they had to do was just you like making money? I do too. <laughs> all right, let's make this take this picture. People do a lot of things in the name of just making money. They pretend to yeah. like people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There's a lot of people in brown nosing to make a quick buck. Y'all don't have to really honestly like each other. Just do it for the cameras if you want to. Mm. That's what we're doing this for. This isn't even real. Just do it for the cameras, guys. They don't even think they actually dislike each other. No, they really homies in real life. Yeah. It's all for the cameras. In the back and be like, good working with you. (laughs) And they're going to go to their own locker rooms and head back to the next city. So what we do isn't authentic anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) let's, I don't, it's not that hard to me. It's not, it's not that. It's not that uh, difficult to understand to me that you could just be about business and go about it and make the money. So that was my primary takeaway. Uh, I know there are people that agree that if you make that many people miserable <laughs> that you work with, then you're obviously the problem. And oh yeah, CM Punk is definitely the problem. He's definitely uh, part, of, at least part of the problem. Right? So, is the problem worth the risk? And that's what we're going to find out in WWE. I think. He's definitely worth the risk if he is what Tony Khan said he was. And sure. you gotta understand, AW need those tickets to be sold. They're not the behemoth that WWE is. It's not like WWE is like, huh? Well, you know, we didn't sell out this building, but we'll be all right. We got a billion dollar TV deal. They, they don't have a billion dollar TV deal. <laughs> they got now four stadium shows a year at least. Uh, they didn't have that, you know, even 
five years ago. So, right. So, I mean, need... it, ta- it it takes money to run stadiums, you know, like they can't just run every single month at a stadium. But the fact that they're doing it as much as they are now and going overseas too, which I'm sure costs a, a little bit more, um, they're making a good buck at this point. Yes, to they do, are. To they do all that are. stuff, to do all that stuff, which I, th- I think is another good thing. Like they go overseas for these other uh, pay-per-view events and, you know, they'll be in Australia, the pay-per-view before WrestleMania in Philly. So um, we're going to be the first uh, gets gets to see a pay-per-view since the Royal Rumble, I believe. And still be in Florida. So it'll be like another two, two months before another pay-per-views in uh, the States. It'll be right here in Philly. Yeah, yeah. So that will be a very interesting time in pro wrestling, uh, obviously, because not only are we building to WrestleMania, but CM Punk is there. <laughs> like, right. Again, let's let's tie this back to WWE because I don't want to make this like the whole fumble the AEW fumble the bag podcast. Um, they got a lot going right now. They really have a lot going. They are and, at their peak since we've been doing the podcast because we started in 2015 yeah. and it was not even and it was after WrestleMania, one of the better WrestleManias of all time. And so we we missed a lot of good stuff before that. And it just seems like we started a podcast when the product was at its very, very low point in the modern era. To the point that we didn't <laughs> want to now, talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, now that even we do deep dives, we still talk about the current stuff now because it's good entertaining uh you know on even in aw we, we talk about that stuff and wwe but like you said wwe i don't think they've been in a better spot since we started this show in 2015 and that's i agree it's i mean even last year's are before last year we're actually excited to talk about wwe which it's crazy well, <laughs> even going into wrestlemania last year we were talking like this is an exciting time what do you yeah. know like is this good? <laughs> like, are we ready to admit that WWE is a good product again? But it's been that we've been I've been asking that question for like a year and change now. Yeah. It's been really started around the same bloodline, and then things started falling into place in like the mid card, you know, that the Triple H taking over made the secondary titles mean more. It was definitely a trickle down effect from when uh Triple H took over the first time. Yeah, because you look at like you look at the depth they had in that War Games match. Yeah, I guess you can throw in JD McDonough in there too, even though he's kind of new. But then you, it, there's people who wasn't even that on the show, like Roman Reigns, like LA Knight. They were in the main event of the last show. Yeah. Randy Orton just came Kevin back. Kevin Owens wasn't there. I mean, yeah, Kevin Owens Smackdown. wasn't even on the show. Yeah, SmackDown the night before, but that doesn't. No count. Solo Sokoa. No <laughs> yeah, J- Jimmy that. Uso. No. No Randy Orton until just now. <laughs> yeah. Gunther was wrestling the Miz. Yeah. There were only five Ray Mysterio matches. Was, Ray Mysterio was hurt. Hmm. Was injured. Yeah, they, they replaced Carlito. I wonder what's going on there. Does Carlito just not want to wrestle one on one? Like, what's going it's on just, there? <laughs> this is man. They got a lot going. Yeah. And like, they also got Jade Cargill in the wings. Got to see what happens with her. Maybe she's in the War Rumble, something like that. That's her first match, maybe. Don't know. But brought the back women's division is pretty deep. Brought back Carrie Sane. Right. Adding depth. 
the, 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 also damage control is about to beat the brakes off of Bailey at some point. <laughs> it's going to be so sad when they do the Bailey. It's so funny how like she's saving everybody and then she eventually takes the pin. Like it's great. Man, they about to whoop her ass at some point. It might happen to, on Raw tomorrow. <laughs> it might happen. Um, but well, I guess they're on SmackDown, so it could happen on SmackDown. However, the, the women's division is deep. It's it's a good time, man. It's, and they, there's so many things that we got to look forward to. We already I, had good things to look forward to. I was looking yeah. forward to maybe seeing Gunther lose the title at some point, maybe challenge Seth at WrestleMania, maybe. Who knows if that happens now? <laughs> or uh, who beats Gunther? Who becomes a new IC champ? Stuff like that. Sami Zayn, what happens with him moving forward? He said he wants he, he's going to be a world champ one day. He's going to win the world title. When does that happen? Hell, is The Rock ever going to come back? The, the actor strike is over, so maybe not. <laughs> Probably not now. They don't need him. It's wild to say. The WWE has built up enough stars to say, we don't necessarily need The Rock. How about That's that? crazy. Because if you ask me right now, which match would I rather see? Look, I'll, and I'm a huge Rock fan. Don't get me wrong. And I know the Rock and Roman Reigns is the probably the biggest match they could do, name for name wise. But man, I'm kind of I'm still invested in Cody Rhodes. Kind of, I think he should win the title. <laughs> it should be Roman yeah, at some I mean, point, like they did. Uh, I guess as good as a job he could do to rebuild him after WrestleMania, yeah. he was so low, and so many people were out on him, uh, me included, or not totally out on him. But I was just like, man, how do you? How do you get back here in one year and have him win? Like, I'm just not he's, into he's him. Still in a position he's still to failed, where, but he's still could, there. Yep. And they could pull that trigger, and it still works, and people still buy in. And people, if he were to win, it'd be this emotional moment for fans. Mm-hmm. Doing it for his for his, his dad. That story still that story still hits. People are still invested in that, so. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, and pro wrestling in general. I mean, AEW still got stuff, good stuff going. And they still put on great matches. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. Uh, yeah. Also, AEW, forgot to say this earlier, AEW just signed Will Ospreay. Yeah. Which I predicted last week that it was going to be Will Ospreay. At first, we said Mercedes Monet is probably the more logical choice, but I thought it was going to be Will Ospreay from the very beginning. Um, so... Obviously, there's going to be good stuff with him in AEW. There's a lot to look forward to. So it's a good time of pro wrestling. It's a fun time. But man, CM Punk going back to WWE. Pretty big deal. Yeah, that's... I'm still kind of shocked. Like, I woke up and I was like, man, did that really happen? Because I just didn't expect to ever see that. It did. It really happened. Again, like I said earlier, I wasn't... I did not think it was going to happen. I didn't want to rule it out, but I wasn't bet, putting money on it. <laughs> but it actually happened. So, and and they still got stuff to work out in WWE. It's not like CM Punk is just like, like you said, walk, being welcomed back with open arms. He got the apparent beef with Seth Rollins. You got remember him and Triple H wasn't on the same page ten years ago because his last match, CM Punk's last program that he just bailed out on. Was supposed to be ending up with him going against Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. And he was in the room when CM Punk was like, I don't want to work here anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't need a match with you. You need a match with me. <laughs> Which was true. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like at, at that in that what ten years ago, the early twenty fourteen. I don't think many people were invested in a CM Punk versus Triple H match. No, Triple H was not. You know, the guy people wanted to see anymore, even no. if it was on a part time basis. It was just like, and, and honestly, him CM Punk leaving opened the door for Brian Daniel Bryan to step up. Yeah, and they did get a match with Triple H that people wanted to see with Triple H. It was Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, <laughs> not CM Punk. Yeah. But I mean, so, as good as the WrestleMania storyline you could have going into it for me uh, personally, one of my favorites because great time. You know, the way Daniel Bryan was so over, and then the chance every week, and uh, just a shame he couldn't stay healthy. But you know, that's to me what pro wrestling is all about. You know, you, you give the fans what they want, um, and then you build it to make them want it more. And that's what they did. They yeah, they backed into it. Um, and yeah, CM Punk coming back. I just didn't think they would. I thought that was always the exception to the rule. You know, I was like, oh yeah, there's no way they would risk uh, having him back in the locker room, but they did. So uh, yeah. you got uh, a month from now, it'll be interesting to see the stories uh, that have will be will come out within the next month. Yeah, we'll see like the, how his return is handled. And as far as we know, WWE has a peaceful locker room. As far as we know, we haven't heard any stories coming out of that right. locker room as far as like beefs and tension and stuff like that. If anything, it was really the locker room against Vince McMahon. Like That was the yeah. frustration. It was like yeah. they're frustrated with the creative direction. The morale is down. Remember the Sasha Banks, Naomi thing? That was a bad situation, you know, with the locker room and Vince McMahon and stuff like that. So it's like that was where the tension I, was. You didn't you don't really hear a lot about tension bet between the wrestlers. And I saw a good point our friend uh, Brian Heffron made on Twitter. I think it was asked, uh, is it because Triple H uh, was one of the boys and he speaks their language? And he's yeah. like, yeah, he absolutely does. He's, yeah. He's the difference. because He's not a billionaire because, guy just trying to make a buck off of you, even though he is trying to make a buck off of you, but he's also been in your position. Exactly. And it's not like the billionaire guy just deciding to be a wrestler and, and involving himself in a storyline. You know, it's like like Vince did. You know, like he he was a businessman trying to be a wrestler trying to play wrestler here and there uh did a great job but so close Steve Austin but um you know that you know it, it's different now we, we don't you don't have those you know that real life story where it's the owner interjecting himself into you know uh, wrestling angles or stuff like that it's like if Triple H can explain why things are the way they are why decisions are made the way they are not everyone's gonna like it sure but at least uh he can make i guess make it make sense to where you know you don't have people just walking out like i doubt if triple h was in charge we would have seen sasha and naomi walk out that night on monday night raw like i i, I mean it's easy for me to say but um i just feel like if if people if people believe that's what triple h is our friend Blumini saying that like he he speaks our language and that must go a long. It's long just way. like a play a former player that becomes a coach in the, like exactly. sports. Exactly. Doug Peterson. They they always call him players coach. Uh, Peterson was a quarterback. Right was, players right like Doug Peterson. The Raiders. <laughs> Antonio yeah. Pierce. You know, like he's former. Look player. at the Lions. Dan Campbell. His yeah. whole staff is like former players. They got pretty much everybody I used to play Madden with back in the day. They got Hank Fraley, Mark <laughs> Brunel, Aaron Glenn, Deuce Stead. I saw like, Hank Fraley in Acme one time when he was an Eagle. That was cool. Yeah. But they got former players. And guess what? Start, all of a sudden, they're winning games. Hmm. Like, former players usually help, you know, 
that said, it's not a guarantee. Bill Belichick is not a former NFL player, and he's <laughs> won all kinds of Super Bowls. And there's been plenty of other coaches who didn't play that are successful coaches. You got Nick Sirianni didn't play in the NFL, Sean McVay, Cal Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, the list goes on and on. But it doesn't hurt when the coach you're hearing the message from was in your shoes once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Players generally like that. Generally. So, and it goes the same for basketball, baseball. You look at all those coaches and managers. They're all former players um, a lot of times. So, yeah, I'm sure it helps for Triple H because being not just being a former wrestler, but he was also a successful one that had to work his way up to that level of success. It wasn't like Triple H was always a main eventer. He was terrorizing at one point. He was, was it Jean-Pierre Lafique or whatever it was in WCW? Like, he and, and even in WWE, he was getting jobbed out by Warrior in at WrestleMania one yeah. year. He had hog pen. He, he, he won a hog. He won the hog pen match, but then he, he got back dropped into it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's really he's the loser of the hog pen yeah. match. <laughs> the ultimate loser at the end of that. But he'd been through stuff, and he traveled up and down the roads. He wasn't. He didn't come in as the game. You know, what I'm saying eventually he got to that point, um, and he stayed there the rest of his career. But he didn't start there. You know, so I'm sure that helps that he can speak the language, so to speak, of, of a wrestler. Uh, and again, he he has a track record for mending fences. He did it with Bruno San Martino, did it with the Ultimate Warrior, uh, right? Brought Warrior, helped bring Warrior back. So he's he's has a track record record of doing that. We'll see what happens to WWE if the fences are fully mended and if Punk can fit into that locker room. Um. Pretty much, I mean, not like he did before, because he was in that locker room before with some of those people who were still there. But this Seth is being one of them, <laughs> right? This is obviously a different time, right? And things have happened, and you got people who are in AEW, who are in WWE, who got friends in AEW, mm-hmm. who used to work in WWE, or they used to work together outside of you know on Indies or something like that. So they probably hear what's going on. I'm sure they telling stories back and forth, and it's probably stuff that they hear heard about that we haven't heard about. So maybe I'm sure he has to go in there and, and make sure he endears himself to that locker room because that's a, as far as we know, it's a tight knit locker room. You know, Roman Reigns is the leader. Seth Rollins is the leader. They got Cody's, I'm sure, is a leader. Drew McIntyre has been around for a while. They got other veterans who you don't even think that there aren't like main events. Orton like just Kingston. came back, so Orton probably right. is leading Orton. too. But you got guys who aren't even like main events right now that are leaders like Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods have been around for a long time. The Miz, Bobby Lashley. Like guys have been around for a long time, so and it, they've worked in that environment. They've they've been pros for a long time. They've been on the big stage before. It's not like AEW. We got some guys who's never been on at this level before. All, a lot of those guys have. So we'll see. We will see. But again, I'm starting Monday Night Raw. If I'm WWE, CM Punk has got a microphone in his hands in that ring. That's how I'm starting the show. But we're going to end the show here. Episode 377, our, our emergency edition of the Straight Shooters. Nick, take us out with some plugs, yeah. please. Hey, find us back at Shooters Radio on Twitter. Back at uh, Facebook.com slash Shooters Radio. We are Shooters Radio again. No more of the Shooters pod. Even on Patreon? And, even on Patreon or Patreon.com slash Shooters Radio. So uh, we're back. 
to the shooters radio moniker. I like it. It's easier to say. I like it better. So we're just after two years of the shooter spot, and I was like, I know I'm not feeling it anymore. So shooters radio, it is. Uh, it was a good good handle to begin with. So we're back. Uh, you can follow us there. Follow me at underscore Picone on Twitter, and uh, yeah, follow uh, our stuff at foxphlgambler.com. Our podcast is now uh, on the podcast link section of foxphlgambler.com you can uh, hit the drop down menu click podcast and you'll find straight shooters wrestling uh click on that for all our archives you can check that out at foxphlgambler.com damn straight head on over there right now you can find me at vaughn m johnson on x slash twitter and of course like nick said earlier we're on patreon patreon.com slash shooters radio where you can request a future deep dive and once you put in your request, we will fulfill it. And you can make a cameo on the show that we're deep diving into. So, again, patreon.com slash shooters radio. Head on over there for a deep dive request. You can also check out my writing at wrestlingjunkie.usatoday.com, where I got a column up right now about CM Punk heading back to WWE. Crazy times we're living in. Read all about it. Again, wrestlingjunkie.com dot usa today.com also have predictions about survivor series up there as well uh did they come talk, true all of them correct across the board <laughs> uh baby faces in the war games matches heels the rest of the way easy easy peasy lemon squeezy also did a ranking of the of all of the war games matches in history the, the, now the list here you, you got to understand this isn't every war games match that's ever taken place it's <laughs> The televised War Games matches, right? The ones that happen at major events, because there's a lot of them that happen at untelevised events. Also, did not include like Blood and Guts or other promotions versions of War Games. I did the, the the match that carried the namesake War Games. Okay, so NWA, WCW, NXT, WWE. So I got the full list ranked out. This thing is 22 matches on that list. One to twenty-two. I threw them all on the same list. Go check it out. WrestlingJunkie.usatoday.com. Do you have a guess of what which one I chose as the best? Uh, last year's. That was number two. That's a good guess, though. Mm-hmm. Ninety-two. Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance. Interesting. We we went over that. Uh, we did a deep dive of that last year. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. On rewatch, another match that I thought I rewatched, and I was like, man, that was really good. The 2018 War Games with NXT. It was a Ricochet, NXT War Raiders, and yeah. I forget the fourth in that already. But uh, I think it's Pete Dunne versus Undisputed yeah. Era. It was all four members of Undisputed Era, and it was incredible. So that's a you know a, a kind of a I don't want to say I'm a hidden gem because it just happened five years ago. But <laughs> I just I I personally forgot was how that the, the match first was. one uh, under the NXT banner. That was the second like, one. Back, the second one. Yeah. So. A lot of fun. Go go check that out, though. The full list. I can tell you the worst one right now. There's a little bit of a spoiler. It's that Russo's Revenge match from Nitro in 2000. All right? I don't know if you remember this, but they had the triple cage. I, yeah. Yeah. Is that when he, he won the title, right? He did not win the title. And, and this, oh, he was he was competing for the title, technically, but he did not win. Uh, garbage affair. But I re- write all about it. Um, in the... On the story in the column, wrestlingjunkie.usatoday.com. Go check it out. And I'd appreciate it if you did. I watched all these matches throughout the month of November. It took a long time. So I'd appreciate 
if y'all went and clicked that link and read the story and even provide feedback. If you disagree, feel free to disagree. Please disagree if you want to. Okay. You know, this is just my opinion. Just letting y'all know. But let me know your thoughts. What are your top war games matches of all time? I don't know if the two from last night would crack my top 10, but they were still good. Yeah. They were still good. But the top 10 is loaded. All right. The top 10 is, I mean, there really aren't any bad ones in that top 10. So go check it out one more time. WrestlingJunkie.USAToday.com. But until next time, for Nick Pacone, I am Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 377 of the Stray Shooters. And we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.